Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm in the golden alongside Chris Canty, I'm the one that can't read. Uh, if you have been <laughs> listening to the show, uh, this is what my progressive uh, read sounded like at the end of, of the last hour. See how much you can save at 1-800-ESPN. I mean, progressive. <laughs> at 1-800-ESPN, I mean progressive. Yeah. Well, you uh, wanted so- to throw out the caller number. You wanted to throw out progressive number. You give it every number you got, bro. I started sweating. I heard the countdown, and I, you know, was like, "What's going on?" Now, here's the thing. You know, we talked. I, I shared with you that my wife had me put together a desk last night. Mm-hmm. When we, I met my wife when we were 14, and I'm 43 now. There was a time when I was in high school. My wife didn't think I could read. After hearing that, she's probably sure that I can't read. <laughs> After listening to that. See so, how much you can save at 1-800-ESPN. I mean, progressive. <laughs> wow. Yep. Wow. Uh, you, you have to embrace your failures in this job. It's just part of the process. And speaking of the process, Joel Embiid has moved, uh, removed everything from his bio as far as being from Philly and 76ers type of stuff. Now, we know James Harden yesterday, Chris, he put it on wax, said, I'm never playing for any organization that Daryl Morey is a part of. He said it twice to make sure the people in the back heard it. You think Joel is upset with the way all of this is going down? Oh, of course. I mean, why else would he scrub his social media or anything that has to do with the Sixers? Why else would he do it? Like, this is a clear response to James Harden taking a shot at Daryl Morey. And I floated the question out to Tim Bontemps yesterday when he had him on the show. And he said, you know, he's concerned about how the on-the-court play would impact Joel's feelings toward the franchise. But you can't dismiss the personal side of it, right? At the end of it, it's not just that sports is a business. Sports is about relationships. Mm -hmm. And James Harden was the one that bought Joel Embiid a Rolex to celebrate him winning an MVP. Like, like, think about that, man. Like, these guys have a really close personal relationship. If Harden feels like Daryl Morey is a liar, then mm-hmm. how is that going to shape how Joel Embiid looks at Daryl Morey? I mean, this could be Joel just seeing around the curve to how he's going to be treated once he's past his prime, and basically how James Harden is being treated by Daryl Morey. If Daryl Morey had a wink and nod agreement with Harden in place to give him a contract extension this offseason um, because he took a little bit off the top last year to give the Sixers cap flexibility to make some of those signings, to sign Daniel House, to get out and get P.J. Tucker, to get De'Anthony Mel- like If that was the understanding and Daryl Morey didn't uphold his end of the bargain, then I can understand why Harden would feel away. But the problem with that, if you're Daryl Morey, is that now your MVP feels a way too. And it seems like he would be one step closer to asking out of Philadelphia, which is a scary place to be if you're a Sixers fan or if you're affiliated with that franchise. 
Let's hear from Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA writer, joined us yesterday here on Greeny and talked about the hard drama affecting Embiid's future. Their best chance to be a championship-level team is for James Harden to be on the team and engage. If I'm the Sixers, that's why I need to try to get Harden back on side. They end up trading him for something less than the kind of package Daryl talked about, or he doesn't play, or he does play and he's not nearly as good as he was last year. All of those scenarios equal Philly not being nearly as good as they were last year, which was a team that was good enough to win the title. If they're not, it's going to put a big spotlight on Joel Embiid's future. For as much talk as there is about James Harden right now, the reason it matters is because of the impact it potentially has on Joel Embiid. This is Greeny. I'm Emmett Golden alongside Chris Canty. And Chris, it's kind of damned if you do, damned if you don't to a certain extent, because if you let Embiid walk, or not Embiid, excuse me, if you let Harden go when you trade him somewhere, then Embiid might be upset. If you keep Harden and he plays like he played last year in the playoffs, then Embiid might still want to go somewhere else. Yeah, and, and that's the scary part, right? Like, if if it doesn't work out with those two guys on the court, if they don't get closer to breaking through that second-round ceiling, then it could be a scenario where Embiid asks out anyway. So you could mm-hmm. try to appease James Harden in the short run by – giving him some more money, you know, tacking on a year or two um, to his current player option. Um, But then in that instance, if it doesn't work out the way you want on the court, you could be saddled with an immovable contract in Harden and an MVP that wants out an Embiid a year from now. That's not where you want to be, and that's what makes this all so fascinating, right? Mm -hmm. Because there are multiple pathways to the Sixers ending up in a spot where they have to trade Joel Embiid. And if you're a fan of the New York Knicks – this is exactly what you've been waiting on. Ever since you made that Christos Porzingis trade, this is what you've been waiting on. You stockpile all of those draft picks that you've gotten over the years for the next disgruntled star. We thought it was Donovan Mitchell for a time, but he ends yeah. up going to your team, the Cleveland Cavaliers. And Knicks fans were in an uproar that the, the, the Knicks let Donovan Mitchell get away from him because Donovan Mitchell has ties to the New York tri-state area. Mm-hmm. But – now, with this potentially being a possibility, if you're the Knicks brass, if you're a Knicks fan, this is the one you've been waiting on. This is the guy. Like, you just went out in free agency and got Jalen Brunson. If Joel Embiid, for whatever reason, decides he wants out of Philadelphia, the Knicks are in prime position with a lot of tradable contracts with young players and a lot of tradable first-round picks to be able to make a move to get Joel Embiid. Now... The only problem with that kind of transaction for Philly is you're now starting to clock over. You've taken yeah. yourself out of title contention, and you are now going back through the process. And the process and, and, didn't work. And the process didn't work. I mean, could yeah. you think of a better billboard for Adam Silver than the Sixers being forced to trade Joel Embiid? This is right. why you don't tank to get high draft picks, because even if you do get the players, you got a losing culture in your franchise, and those guys are going to want out anyway. You couldn't ask for a better billboard for anti-tanking if you're the NBA. But that's beside the point. What I'm simply saying is this. This Harden situation is a powder keg for Daryl Morey. It is Mm -hmm. not going away, not just in terms of trying to figure out what you're going to do with Harden, but how you can appease Joel Embiid and keep him from not wanting to leave after this upcoming season. Sitting here today, EG, Mm -hmm. if you were to ask me which one I'm more confident in, Joel Embiid being on the Sixers, or being somewhere else going into the, the 2024 season, I would say it's probably being somewhere else. That's the one I'm more confident in. 
And that's got to be scary as hell if you're Daryl Morey. I, yeah, I agree. I could see it happening that way for sure. The question is, okay, if they do get in the worst possible situation and they have to start it over, where are some of the places that Embiid could go? The first thing I thought of, because you got to have a young star. Right, you got to mm-hmm. start there. They're not going to send Embiid somewhere for a bunch of Jags, just a guy, um, and some picks. You know, some late picks at that. And I know they don't typically do business in the same conference often, but how about the Celtics? You know, Ooh. the Celtics. You you, you okay. got Jalen Brown, somebody that you know uh, is an All NBA player, probably mm-hmm. not an MVP. We also know he ain't the biggest fan of Boston. You know, yeah, that's true. City. That's true. He let, <laughs> talking about putting it on wax. He let it be known. Yes, <laughs> yes, he did. Um, you know, I, I think that might. You know, we got to look at the pick situation as well because they're going to definitely want enough picks, even if they don't use them. You need those as assets for moves that you can make down the line. Um, what do you think about that Celtics move and possible move? And is there any other teams that you think it would make sense for uh, the Sixers to look at? possibly moving Embiid if he wants to leave. Yeah, so I threw out the New York Knicks. I think that's the obvious one because the Knicks have so many picks and they got a lot of young players. I mean, mm-hmm. you could put together a package with Quickly, R.J. Barrett, Quentin Grimes, whatever's not, whatever's not nailed down, like whatever is not Jalen Brunson, you'd yeah. be willing to trade if you were the New York Knicks. So like, like that would be an easy place to start with all of the draft picks that they have. But I got to be honest, I'm sitting here looking at this Celtics situation. That's not a terrible idea. It's not. Mm -hmm. I mean, the Celtics pretty much control all of their first-round picks for the foreseeable future with the exception of the 2028 first-round pick. I think they've got a swap with the the San Antonio Spurs. But other than that, they got their first-round picks, and they picked up an extra first-round pick with the Marcus Smart trade. Mm, So, I mean, I'm just sitting here thinking about it. Like, the the Celtics, if they were to make that decision – could you sell that front office and ownership that the pairing of Jason Tatum and Joel Embiid puts you closer to a title than Jason Brown and Jalen Tatum? I, I mean, Jason, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Right. I think you probably could. I think you probably could. Now, it would cost the Celtics a lot. Like, you'd be trading a lot of picks. Mm-hmm. You'd be trading Jalen Brown, who was an all-NBA caliber performer in his mid-20s, but you'd be getting an MVP in Joel Embiid and a guy that probably from a compliment standpoint fits better with Jason Tatum. So I, I, I don't think it's a terrible idea. I would say this, if you're Daryl Morey now, you have to start thinking about the different machinations, yeah. the different possibilities, because we are just one step closer to that being your reality. Players around professional sports don't scrub their social media for no reason. We've seen that. They're trying mm-hmm. to send a message to the front office. They're trying to send a message to ownership. That's how business is done these days, like it or not. And so with Joel taking this step on the heels of what James Harden said, Daryl Morey is in a precarious situation. And I don't know that there's a path out of it to keep all sides happy. Yeah, Maury is going to have to start working on playing B, C, D, E, (laughs) He needs to get in his bag and figure some stuff out. He's Chris Canty. I'm Emmett Golden. This is Greeny. And coming up next, a former MVP's team is the biggest threat to the Chiefs in the AFC, according to Canty. Brainstorm, what is something that works so well that it's basically magic? Air conditioning, noise-canceling headphones, meeting-free Fridays. What about selling with Shopify? 
Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're auctioning autographed apparel or selling sleek skis, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to all other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's extensive help resources are there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash greenie, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash greenie now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash greenie. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from $25 and under to $100 and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. If you could learn from a former pro, who would you want to learn from? This is Greeny, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Emmett Golden alongside Chris Canty. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, Chris, Peyton Manning is a professor at Tennessee now. The university announced on Monday that the College of Communication and Information has appointed Manning as a professor of practice in the fall 2023 term. The uh, Hall of Fame quarterback will join selected classes during the academic year as a featured expert and work alongside the college's faculty to improve or to provide, excuse me, learning experiences for CCI students at Tennessee I think this is a good idea because for the most part, uh, Peyton Manning has been great when it comes to the communication side of things, the PR and uh, whatnot. So Peyton Manning, probably not a bad guy to learn from. Not at all. Now, is he going to be in the football building with Josh Heupel going through some some X's and O's, looking at some films right. and stuff like that? Like, I'm sure Peyton Manning <laughs> could take Josh Heupel through a couple tutorials to show him how the passing game could be just a little more efficient. But, man, I would love this. Like, if I was a student at Tennessee, how do you not sign up for that class? 
Oh, like, it's like, be- like, like, even if you got to get waitlisted, yeah, I got, I got to, I got to have that class. Cause I, I would love to go to, go to class and have Peyton Manning talking to me an hour about pretty much anything. Anything, right? Pretty much anything. <laughs> pretty much right. like, like he's one of those guys on a short list of athletes that I think is just interesting, fascinating, all of the things. Like even on the Monday night broadcast, sometimes mm-hmm. I will just lock in on the Manning cast. On, on ESPN too, just because they're so entertaining, Eli and Peyton. Um, but Peyton especially, like he's got the persona, he's got the personality, and he's just a really cerebral dude. So I think this is awesome that, that Peyton Manning is flexing this muscle because he's clearly got a lot to teach, um, not just the next generation of athletes, but the next generation of students, period. So this is really, really cool. Now for me, if I had a dream professor, like a dream guest professor, Mm-hmm. Where I was sitting in a class, this is an easy one. It have to be Money Lynch, Marshawn Lynch. Oh yeah, like he, he's just here so he don't yeah. get fired, but he's just here to make sure that we all <laughs> take care of our mentals and take care of our chickens too. I think it would have mm-hmm. to be a professor of philosophy, right? If oh, we're going no with Marshawn Lynch, he would be in the philosophy department. Yeah, I oh, think it have to be like yeah, Marshawn yeah. Lynch. So that would be my athlete or ex athlete as my guest professor. What about you? For me, it would be Chad Ochocinco uh, because he's really good at FIFA and he'd bring McDonald's. So oh, that's like wow. perfect for me, right? You know, have a little McDouble, some fries while playing FIFA. Like that seems like a fun class to me. And Lord knows I need the help uh, because so I what you're saying is your class, your, your class is going to be esports. Oh, he's gonna absolutely. Be, he's going to be gaming. That's your A thousand percent. He's going to yeah. be gaming. Because that's what I need because I'm terrible uh, at games. I need help. I love them, but I'm not very good at them. 888-SAY-ESPN. What athlete would you want as a professor? 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. Uh, we'll hear from you coming up. But starting stronger together starts at AutoZone. Uh, they've, it's where they've got the best. Battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, uh, free battery charging, and replacement batteries if that fits your needs. And that's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone, AutoZone. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. This is Greeny ESPN Radio. I'm Emmett Golden alongside Chris Canty. And Greeny has put together... A list, a list of the top threats in the AFC to dethrone the Kansas City Chiefs. Starting at number five on Greeny's list, he has the Ravens. Number four, the Jags. Number three, the Bills. Number two, the Bengals. And number one, not surprisingly, the Jets. This is with the Dalvin Cook signing, you know, just to preface that as well. Uh, Chris, who are your top five threats to dethrone the Chiefs? Okay, so we got to start this off with the number five team on that list, and that would be the Miami Dolphins. Now, listen, okay. it's going to take a little bit of a hit because the Dolphins are going to be without Jalen Ramsey for the early part of the season. He had to have knee surgery during training camp to clean up a situation. Doesn't sound like it's going to be something that keeps him out for the majority of the season, but just maybe the first quarter to the first third of the year. But even that being said, this is still going to be a top-flight defense. Think about this. You not only have Brad Chubb, but you got Jalen Phillips, who is an outstanding young pass rusher coming off the edge. Christian Wilkins is a man on the inside of that defense. Yeah. I mean, and another guy that flies under the radar for them, uh, another defensive tackle 
for the Miami Dolphins, who's a player that, that really is a, a one of the more dominant, odd-front defensive linemen in the National Football League, Zach Sealer, a guy that people ought to pay attention to. You still got Xavier Howard, who's a ball hawk, and a name that a lot of people don't know, but they need to get real familiar with, Javon Holland, an absolute dog at safety. And then not to mention Jerome Baker, the guy in the middle that makes it all go for them there. Signal caller, I really like this Dolphins team. We know when two is healthy, it's the number one offense in the National Football League on a per-play basis. And so I think now that they're going to have the defense to go alongside that, they're going to be a tough out for a lot of teams. Keeping it pushing, number four is the New York Jets. Now, the reason why I'm not more bullish on the New York Jets is because there's a learning curve that's associated with how to win at the highest level of the sport. This is a team that's been out of the playoffs the longest in the National Football League. So I just don't expect a core of guys that have no idea what playoff football looks like to be this instant threat to the Kansas City Chiefs. And we've seen that the Chiefs already pretty much locked themselves into the conference championship game. So I think the Jets have some work to do in terms of closing the gap. But this is a team, based on the talent on the roster, that they have the ability to do it if they can figure it out. Number three, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. The Jacksonville Jaguars. And I can't believe I'm saying this. The Jacksonville Jaguars. Wow. I'm saying this. Trevor Lawrence, to me, already is a top seven player at the quarterback spot. And you look at what this team has done from year one uh, of Trevor Lawrence with Urban Meyer to year two with year one of Doug Peterson, it's night and day. I mean, this team won a playoff game last year after being down 27 points in the first half at home to the Chargers. Let's not forget this too, Emmitt. Uh-huh. This was a this team was in a three point ball game in the fourth quarter in Arrowhead against the Chiefs in the divisional round. Let me yeah. say that again. It was a three yeah. point game. It, you're, you're talking about a t- seventeen to twenty game in Arrowhead in the fourth quarter. This is an impressive team. All right, no this doubt. is an impressive team, and they're only going to get better. Calvin Ridley being there is only going to help Trevor Lawrence continue to grow as a quarterback. And, again, they have a coach that has championship pedigree. So the Jacksonville Jaguars, third in terms of the biggest threats to the Kansas City Chiefs. Number two, the Cincinnati Bengals, which understood ain't got to be said. I'm a little bit concerned about Joe Burrow and Mm -hmm. having to deal with this injury. But Joe Burrow never plays in the preseason because he's always dealing with an injury. And this team seems to find their way to the conference championship game as well. Last couple of years they've been there, and they've got a Super Bowl appearance to go along with that. So Cincinnati Bengals, they're the second biggest threat. So who's the biggest threat? Yeah. A team in their division. Mm. The Baltimore Ravens. Because of what the Ravens have done on offense, but also because of what the Ravens did on defense last year. People don't recognize this, but since the Roquan Smith trade in week nine last year, the Ravens were second in points allowed and third in yards allowed. Prior to that trade, the Ravens were ranked 20th and 24th respectively. So when you think about the defense that that team is bringing to the party and the upgrades that they've made on offense with Todd Munkin as the new OC, you got to feel good about the Baltimore Ravens being a threat to the Kansas City Chiefs. And let's also remember this. The Baltimore Ravens have beaten the Kansas City Chiefs. The Baltimore mm-hmm. Ravens have beaten the Cincinnati Bengals. The Baltimore Ravens have beaten the Buffalo Bills. So all of those quarterbacks, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Pat Mahomes, Lamar Jackson has wins on his resume against those guys. That's why they're the biggest threat to me to the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC. All right, that is That's Chris's list. list. To go over it again, at number five, the Dolphins. Number four, the Jets. Number three, the Jags. Number two, the Bengals. Number one, the Ravens. I... 
I, I don't see the Bills anywhere on here. No Bills? No love for, for Buffalo? Not when your quarterback turns the ball over 19 times, including mm. the playoffs last year. 19? Yeah. 19? That's a lot. 19 yeah. times? Yeah. N- 19, bro? Yeah. Yeah. The, I can't the, most imp- the most important thing in the game of football is the football. Yeah. You know, it's so in you the got, name so, of the game. So he, and here's the thing. People don't give this enough credit, but last year they lost Brian Dayball as their offensive coordinator. That impacted Josh Allen. This year, that team loses Leslie Frazier as their defensive coordinator, not to mention Tremaine Edmonds in the middle of that defense. So for all of the things that the Bills have done this offseason, I think them overcoming those losses of the both coordinators in back-to-back years is going to impact this team. Josh Allen, 19 turnovers, seven of them being in the red zone, that ain't good football from your quarterback, just saying. He's Chris Canty. I'm Emmett Golden. This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. And Peyton Manning is a professor at Tennessee now. We want to hear from you. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's 888-729-3776. What athlete would you want to learn from? This is Greeny on ESPN Radio. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue, and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is hypnotic and tequila season. Hypnotic liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. This is Greeny, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. I'm Emmett Golden, alongside Chris Canty. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Which athlete would you want teaching you? Peyton Manning will be a professor uh, this fall coming up at Tennessee. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. We'll get to that coming up in just a little bit. But it's time for us to bring in Tim Hasselbeck. ESPN NFL analyst, former NFL QB, and Tim is part of today's ESPN Fantasy Football Marathon. Get ready for the season with ESPN Fantasy Football. Sign up at ESPN.com slash FFL or download the ESPN Fantasy app. It's fun, easy, and free to play. Uh, Tim, 
Anthony Richardson has been named officially QB1 in Indy. Can Shane Steichen help him just as much as he's helped Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I mean, I think he can definitely help him. Uh, I, I love the decision, love making the decision right now. I think it makes the most sense. And look, I'm just a firm believer in, um, you know, in order to improve, in order to get better, you need to do the thing that you're actually trying to get better at doing, which is play, which is why, like, I think somebody like Trey Lance is in a tough spot, hasn't played a ton of football since leaving college. Uh, and when you look at Richardson with a limited number of starts in college, uh, his, he's going to make mistakes, but I think it's easier to learn from mistakes that you personally make than it is to learn from mistakes that somebody else makes and you watch them make. So, um, look, there'll be some hard times, but there'll be some really good moments as well. And I think Shane Steichen has enough to work with. And I think as long as Anthony Richardson, you know, learns from, you know, mistakes he makes, he end up being a good player. Well, Tim, you're the perfect person to ask this question because it seems like there's this, this debate every time this year on whether or not you want to start a young rookie quarterback week one or you want to let him sit and learn and develop behind a veteran player. It sounds like you're in a camp of the former and not the latter with C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, and Bryce Young all tracking to be the week one starters yeah. for their respective teams. What are some of the drawbacks that come along with starting a rookie quarterback uh, early early on in his NFL career? Yeah, I mean, that they can hit some some rough times. I mean, Chris, you've seen it. Like, you know, somebody goes out there and they're maybe not totally prepared, don't have all the answers or can't at least access some of the answers that you would need. And, you know, you worry that that could affect the guy's confidence or, you know, worse, you know, if he's really not ready, that, you know, he's not able to protect himself. And I just would say, like, you know, every scenario is different, you know, in terms of a, who the quarterback is that we're talking about, what his skill set is, uh, like how close he is to being ready to playing. And then, you know, what, how the team's structured, like are, are a bunch of veterans on the offense, you know, are there uh, really big personalities, you know, on the offense? Like, is he able to command the huddle? And what are the expectations for the team? And so that's why I do think, like, when, when you look at it, you could say, like, the guys you mentioned, like, I'm playing all those guys. Like, Bryce is ready for it. You know, C.J. Stroud is ready for it. And uh, with the where that organization is, he should be the guy. You know, we just talked about Anthony Richardson. I think those are very different than – Look, Eli Manning going to the Giants and Kurt Warner being there. Mm -hmm. uh, Alex Smith being the quarterback in Kansas City uh, when Patrick Mahomes is there. Those are totally different scenarios. And so um, I, think it's, I think it's the right decision for all of these young guys, at least those three, to be starting week one. He's Tim Hasselbeck, ESPN NFL analyst. Tim, a lot of veteran quarterbacks, if they play, they play a series, maybe two. How concerned should the Broncos team and fan base be that Russell Wilson played into the second quarter of the preseason? <laughs> yeah, it was like, wait a second, is he going to come out? Like, like what's going on here? <laughs> I, I, I was a little surprised by it. At the same time, like – is I'm watching, I'm like, you know what? Like, like here's Sean Payton being like, listen, boys, like, there's a new sheriff in town. Like, we're going to get this right. Like, I, I, 
nobody's nobody's bigger than what we're trying to do here. No matter for Russell Wilson or any other player. And so, um, look, I, I don't want to overreact because I think Sean's going to fix it there, and I think Russell's going to be way better than he was last year. Um, and so, well, I'm sure it was a disappointing start, and it was probably some eyebrows raised on both sides of the ball for the Broncos that, you know, first group of offense kept going out there series after series. Um, but, you know, they did end up getting some success. Uh, there will be a lot to teach on from it. And, uh, you know, I do think, listen, not this is like, you know, a hot take or anything. Like, they were really bad last year. They're going to be better. And Sean's approach is going to be a big part of the reason why. Speaking of quarterbacks that we're anticipating being better this year, Tim, Dak Prescott. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys have seemingly done everything this offseason to help the quarterback get back on track and get back to the guy that we saw through the first five or six years of his career as opposed to the guy we saw last year. Just curious to know from your perspective, how does the Zach Martin deal impact that and overall what your expectations for Dak are in 2023? Yeah, I think the Zach Martin thing is really helpful. He's an excellent player. You know, people talk about pressure on the quarterback. Listen, internal pressure is way worse than edge pressure for sure. And so, like, just from that perspective, if that's how you're looking at it, like directly affecting the quarterback, sure. Um, You know, in terms of their ability to run the football, obviously Zach Martin helps. I would just say this. Like, I think Dak is a really good player. I think Dak historically has been excellent at protecting the football. I mean, it's really been a mark of his career. And so I look at last year more as an outlier than the type of player he is or, you know, who he's becoming or anything like that. I have to be honest on the Kellen Moore departure. It's never made sense to me. Mm. Under Kellen Moore, these guys were like, as he, when he's the offense coordinator, second in the NFL in scoring to only the Kansas City Chiefs. And we know who the Chiefs are, and we know who their quarterback is. And part of that span of time includes Cooper Rush as a starting quarterback. And then there's all this talk about, hey, well, they, they're not, they didn't run the football enough. They're going to run the football more. They called the sixth most runs in the National Football League last year. The sixth most. Like, they rushed. I believe they rushed. They were like, they maybe were top two. I think like top three, definitely top five in rushing touchdown. Yeah, they were second. I just think there is a narrative about what they were on offense that's just not accurate. And listen, people want to beat Dak up on turnovers and things like that. I get it. You need to protect the ball. But a couple years ago, Patrick Mahomes was turning it over like crazy. First half of the year, he's leading the league in interceptions. Josh Allen last year was a train wreck in the red zone not protecting the football. It happens sometimes to guys. But, like, I don't think that is who he is as a player when you look at the entirety of who he's been. So I, I'm, I'm curious to how this is going to go in Dallas offensively with the offensive coordinator change. Tim, we've been talking about Peyton Manning. He will uh, be a professor at Tennessee this yeah. fall. Uh, what athlete would you want to have as a professor? I mean, other than Canty, um, <laughs> you know – I don't I'm know. A, like, I'm an easy A, Tim. I'm, Tim. I'm an easy A. <laughs> hey, hey, like, like, honestly, 
Peyton's kind of like, he's kind of uptight, man. Like, we've seen those arguments with he and Saturday on the sideline and things like that. Like, dude, give me, like, Marshawn Lynch or something. Hey! Hey, 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 Professor, like, yeah, about that homework, man. Like, we're good, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Peyton's, man, that's way too serious. Come on. Oh, that is perfect. That's great stuff there. Tim, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. There he is, Tim Hasselbeck, ESPN NFL analyst. I'm Emmett Golden alongside Chris Canty. We want to hear from you. What athlete would you want teaching you? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Man, Tim Hasselbeck is a wise man because he also picked Marshawn Lynch. For those of you that didn't hear, I picked Marshawn Lynch. Could you imagine what the office hours would be for Marshawn Lynch? Oh, man. The the kind of kickback. Especially oh, yeah. if, because he went to Cal, so you're mm-hmm. in California. Like you're not talking about the mid at that point. You talk about that, 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 that. Yeah, that, that yeah. special. <laughs> that, yeah. you know what I'm saying. You yeah. about, like those office hours with your professor. Oh, mm-hmm. the the way the philosophy. He's got a jar of Skittles on the table for you. Oh, hey, for sure. Got all the snacks in case you get the munchies while you're driving around campus and the, the golf, golf cart. cart you oh, know? for sure. Marshawn Lynch. Great. It's Marshawn. Marshawn Lynch is the right answer. I don't care what nobody else calls it. It says Marshawn Lynch is the right answer. All right, 888-SAY-ESPN. Let's go to New York and talk to Ryan. Ryan, who would, which athlete would you want coaching you or teaching you? I've, I've actually got two points real quick. As far as uh, Professor Gronkowski, man, how, how could you not want Professor Gronkowski? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. What, what, mm-hmm. what would but, your major be if Gronk was your professor? Spike. Uh, is it like general studies? At the end of the day. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be too hung over the next morning to remember what I was majoring in. Recreation. Recreation. That would be your major. Recreation. <laughs> Love that. But the other point the other point I want to make to you as well is I kind of disagree with you, Canty, as far as the Jets and the playoff experience. I know that the Jets themselves, the team, don't have much playoff experience, but as far as they've got um, players on every level of the offensive defense that has playoff experience, you look at Lakin Tomlinson, D.J. Reed, you got Whitehead, you've got T.J. Mosley, Rankins, Aaron Rodgers, Randall Cobb. I mean, they've got playoff experience that can teach these young guys like what it's all about and what to do to prepare. Yeah, I mean, all of those guys were on the team last year minus Aaron Rodgers, and how'd that work out? So I guess that, that that's my whole point. Like, this is a different ball game, and hopefully Aaron Rodgers, as the most important player on the team, can impart some of that wisdom into those guys so they can understand what it takes. Like, they've got guys that have had playoff experience, but that didn't necessarily result in this team being able to take that big step last year, and we're, we're, we're banking on Aaron Rodgers to, to provide those intangibles so they can go from a team that has – relatively no playoff experience when you start looking at 1 through 53 to a team that can contend at a championship level. There's a difference. 888-SAY-ESPN. Let's hear from Ryan in Long Island. Ryan, who would you want to learn from? Hey, guys. Uh, so two of them, really. I would want uh, Andrew Luck as an undergrad professor for, like, I don't know, maybe like bird watching or something. Uh, and then... <laughs> And then uh, Bill Belichick for my grad school professor because I want to get hit with the hard truth, you know, know what the real world's really like. Yeah, I think you can learn a lot from Bill. We appreciate the call. But, Canty, I'm going to be honest, that doesn't sound like a fun class. No, nah, that's not a fun class. <laughs> like, I get, but that's why, it's, that's why it's a grad school professor, right? Like, that's the difference. Like, undergrad, you want somebody fun, somebody that you can have. You, you know, you can get an easy A in, have a good time. But then when you get to grad school, you get ready for the real world. You need that dose of reality. I'm, I'm not 
I'm not mad at that game plan. That's a solid game plan. All right, let's hear from James in New York. James, who would you want to learn from? Listen, guys, I, I've met a few athletes many times in my life. You guys are amazing. Canty, incredible. I got to go with Derek Jeter. I mean, I've heard from other players. I've met Robin Ventura in Wrigley Field at a Pearl Jam concert, and he told me <laughs> Jeter was probably one of the most calmest but intense people that you would ever want to meet. And he was also saying that he was the most truthful and honest one that he ever met. And then when we saw that whole little documentary with, with the captain, it seemed like it was hey, James, that's, a, like, that's some great stuff, man. We, we got to run. We appreciate the call there. Uh, I just want to know if Derek Jeter would give you a gift basket on the way out of your class. Hey, that's the, that's the class you want him teaching. That class right there. He's Chris Canty. I'm Emmett Golden. Coming up next, keep it locked right here. More ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcast.